Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and co-host Edre are joined by payment processing and monetization expert, Maria Sparagus. Here's a glimpse of the exclusive insights you're about to discover. Is crypto going to destroy the world of payment processing or is it a store of value? Maria's predictions on how cryptocurrencies could be used in daily life and the possible challenges in making this a reality. Why NFTs could potentially make higher gains than Bitcoin in the near future. I hope you enjoy. Now, speaking of crypto, because we talked about how some of your episodes have gone to crypto, um, I just mentioned it. And even within the realm of payment processing and that 20% realm of declines and accepting Bitcoin. So uh, I guess the first question on, as we transition into some crypto talk here would be like, yeah, how do you think, is crypto going to change the world of payment processing and what you do? And if so, has it already changed it? Like, you know, what's going on there and what should people be aware of or, or on the lookout for? Well, I mean, uh, so the 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 road of my you know porn past actually brought me to crypto uh, because in the adult industry they're always looking to innovate, and that was the first industry that really started kind of talking about it and adoption and so forth. Um, also, I have to give a shout out to my husband because he'll get upset, but we met when we first met. Um, this is such a geeky thing, but like. You know, I'm I'm a geek just by nature. I like talking about technology. I just like talking about like stuff like that. So it was a little bit hard for me to to date at the beginning because I'm like such a not not a fun guy. I'm fun, but I don't know. I just like talking about business all the time. That's the only thing I talk about. I'm passionate. Exactly. Thank you, Matt, uh, Max. Um, I'm passionate about work. So it's like, it just kind of engulfed me. So when I met my husband, we actually started hanging out and just like, kind of like friends. And then he actually started talking to crypt- about crypto to me. And then I got really into it because it was our thing. We just talk about it all the time. And this was like in 2011. Uh, when it was like, I don't know, like $95 or $75 or something in Bitcoin. Um, and we had this debate, uh, he and I, uh, for a while. Um, he said, it's going to destroy my business. <laughs> He's like, crypto's taking you down. There's no more credit cards, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no, it's a store of value. Um, and that's where, you know, that debate kind of is, is still ongoing. I think, you know, uh, yes, like gold, uh, Max, it's, you know, a store of value is basically an asset, like a, a stock or, or whatever. So Bitcoin itself, it's, I don't like that currency, not blockchain. I'm talking about the actual currency is not going to disrupt payments because it's, it's actually more expensive 
to process a Bitcoin payment than it is to process a credit card payment right now uh, because it's such a valuable asset. Nobody wants to trade it. Nobody wants to use it. So now it's becoming a store of value. Um, and same thing with ETH. Like if people are, are investing in uh, Ether and stuff like that, it's like it's it's ballooned so much. You're like, why would I spend my ETH and my BTC? I'll spend my US dollars because it's not appreciating at the same value. Um, so I think in terms of the disruptive technologies uh, for payments, I think fintech is is due well overdue for a uh, a disruption uh but i think that disruption is not going to come from btc and eth being used as a payment mechanism uh there's a big problem with it being used as a payment mechanism is that it doesn't do recurring payments and subscriptions so in the porn industry it was like they were trying to make it be adopted but hey guess what that 29.95 that you're charging people you can't charge that anymore because it's, you know, in credit cards, we call push versus pull payments. Um, so you can't, uh, you can't use it for recurring payments. So that kind of takes, you know, the, the, the takes away a lot from it. Um, so I think what's going to happen, at least on, this is a crazy prediction, but there's, you know, there's, um, there's lightning networks and there's kind of like sub blockchains that you can make more efficient for processing payments. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of development in that. And I don't want to get like super geeky geek that we should have a crypto episode and just yeah, talk about this like crazy, but like the, you know, the lightning and the little um, kind of sub blockchains are going to be what's going to be used. And I call that, I call that more like, like opening a tab somewhere. So you op like when you go to a store, they'll get to know you based on your like behavior. They'll kind of open like a little kind of small blockchain tab for you. And that data is going to be shared amongst, let's say, the stores on that street. So other stores on the street are going to be trusting you. And then they'll settle like through the regular blockchain through BTC, like once it becomes a valuable amount. So like if you buy a cup of coffee and you try to pay with Bitcoin, well, that $2 cup of coffee is going to cost you $10 to process the payment. Nobody's going to do that. But then once you get maybe to $1,000, it's worth it to pay $10 to process the payment. So it's that's what I see is going to be. And that's going to be more on like a card present type environment, a physical environment. I'm kind of waiting to see how that would, I think it would be more on the physical side that we would see that innovation happen first. Um, and then on the online side, I guess, kind of like a social media profile where we're in this like non-tracking phase of the internet where everybody not, doesn't want to be tracked. But in order for that mechanism to work that I'm talking about, you'd have to be tracked because your behaviors would have to be tracked in order to for a merchant to decide if they want to take um, the chance on giving you credit, for example. So anyway, I'm getting like super intense. Oh, I'm cool. sorry. I don't, don't want to like, it's. It, I could talk about this for like five hours on its own. But yeah, I definitely think, you know, the, the short answer is their fintech is up for disruption. Blockchain technology is going to cause that disruption. The currencies that are now on blockchain are not ready for that disruption. That's what I think. Yeah, that's super interesting. I think, um, then the subchain stuff, especially because one thing I, I when we drove to San Diego and back, um, my family, my wife and daughter, um, like last week or two, we were listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast, and a couple of the episodes were on crypto, and um, you know, just like there's one guy who's like a um, he's like he's like Anderson Horowitz or one of the big you know, VC firms, and and good tracker of prediction, and and Tim Ferriss was like, you know, if you had someone gave you a hundred thousand or like a hundred million to like invest, like, what would you do? And the guy was like, uh, you know, I put half in Bitcoin, half in Ethereum basically. And, and yeah. then kind of talked about it, but, but I, I, to your point, I just for, for, I guess, 
I mean, let's talk crypto a bit more, right? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, but, but I agree. I'm, I'm on team store value, right? With with Bitcoin or or yes, like um either either as well. I the thing I was telling Laura during that drive was like, you know, again, this doesn't make sense currently for payment processing, and it really has to be like a stable coin. But then the challenge is like a stable coin, um, you know, has to be tied to something, right? And so is it tied to Bitcoin? It can't be because it's flexible. Um, is it arbitrarily, because st- there's no there's no value if it has to be pegged to something, you would think. Um, yeah. And then I'm like, that seems to be the US dollar. So you need to continue having like a US dollar or something else. There are places that, right? Like gold? Sure. We had the gold standard. US dollar is pegged to that, whatever. But the idea of potentially these sort of sub chains that are sort of, stake to Bitcoin, but it settles like at a certain period of time. I mean, I guess that's a big issue that needs to be figured out. So, and that's why, while I think buying lots of altcoins speculatively is cool. Um, yeah. You know, my personal feeling is like, I'm putting about, I don't know, I basically committed, I'm going to start putting like 15 to $25,000 a month into just Bitcoin and Ethereum and just like, um, and I'm still treating it, I'm treating it as an investment, but I consider it more speculative, right? I think it yeah. could, I could be super happy about that in a couple of years from now, or it could be that, you know, it's, I don't see Bitcoin going to zero or even close to it. I think Bitcoin will keep going up. I think people who say that will probably reach a, you know, half a million dollars a coin are probably right. Now, I don't know. Um, and I want to do like, you know, the disclaimer, Maria, that I literally pulled one up. I Googled it. Uh, you know, the content is here and this is for informational purposes only. You should not consider any such information or other material as legal tax yes, yes. or other advice. Nothing contained. During this podcast is a solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement. Um, you know, I don't know, probably other stuff I'm supposed to say, but let's at least have that be said. Yes, um, we're not we're not telling anybody to spend their money that they're they're, they're they don't have or they do have and they don't want to lose. So this is just uh, we're just screwing around and talking about it. But yeah, I mean, there's also, you know, the just like kind of taking it one step further, you know, the the, the world of the of NFTs um, is is very, very interesting. And to me, um, that's, you know, if you if you want to, you know, like, if you bought Bitcoin when it was like 95 bucks, and now it's, you know, uh, 60, 70, 80,000, whatever it's going to get to, like, those gains I don't know how many of those gains are still going to be possible. I, I, you know, I do believe that it's going to get to a quarter of a million dollars. Um, there's going to be like a, a correction and then it's going to kind of get back up there. Um, but the gain, again, you know, it might go up four times. It's not going to go up like 5,000 times like it did uh, in the past. I think NFTs is at, you know, the nexus of, of that now kind of going up. There's a lot of garbage NFT projects. There's some good ones. Uh, But every asset that we have, everybody's kind of thinking now how to digitize it. I think of it like when I was a kid, I was obsessed with hockey cards. Like I'm such a, I'm such a boy. Like I was really obsessed with hockey cards. I loved collecting hockey cards and putting them in like the, like a dual tang that I had and just, you know, and digitizing that to me, everybody in my generation was obsessed with hockey cards or baseball cards or stuff like that. And that making that an NFT is, it's just logical. People like collecting shit, you know? So having, you know, and then people are like, well, you know, I like to have a physical something. Well, you know, if you have a physical painting, it doesn't mean that you own the copyright of that painting, right? There's still the, 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 the artist that owns that, that copyright. So whether you own it digitally or physically, it brings you the exact same thing. So um, I'm kind of, um, very like I'm, you know, I'm still into the crypto world, but like my, my 
focus has shifted a little bit on like digital assets and obviously digital assets work on, um, you know, with ETH, you know, that's how you're, you're going to trade them and stuff like that. So it kind of makes sense on the ether blockchain to, to buy a couple of NFTs and then, you know, without getting super geeky about it, but you know, it's, your imprint is there and you can transfer assets through there and stuff like that. So, uh, I, you know, if I would, you know, be starting out, it would be, I would be looking at NFTs and possible investments there. Cause those are the ones that are going to go up 10, 20, 30 X, you know, but, um, for because of your disclaimer, I'm going to say there's going to be a lot of duds and a lot of people that are going to lose their shirts. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of be careful. <laughs> All right. That's just about it for today. Before we finish, though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high-level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words, and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi dot com forward slash subscribe and I will see you in my email list.